talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. Back to back champs, kings of the north with it. Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it. Long bomb to chase every Sunday, watch him go and get it. Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins. This so void in the mix, now you really iffy. Every Sunday, showing boys how to really gritty. They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky. Flip the coin, kick the toe, Roger to go and get it. Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back. He gets shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track. Nobody on the team, all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Vaughn gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field We can't go back to what we was cause that's the loser weight It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it Zach Taylor doing his thing for the city, I give it to him And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash Every week it seem like Lou digging deeper in his bag And if the game on the line, all my favorite money match I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. And we ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. That's right, y'all. They got to play us. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the 11, count it, 11 straight winning Cincinnati Reds and the home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. And FC Cincinnati set a record for the most wins at home. How cool is it being a Cincinnati fan right now? This is unbelievable. Do me a favor. Found the show. Hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,225 subscribers. That is unbelievable. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chats. So if you got a question you'd like to ask me or something you'd like to ask Muhammad, he's a Bengals beat writer from Cleveland.com. Got to find out how that works out. But anyway, got a super chat. I greatly appreciate it. And... As always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here called the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know what? I wear it every single day. I got the hat on today. Jackpotjoy9.com. We got the hats. We got the gear. We got the flags. We got the greatest quarterback in the league. His name is Joe Burrow. We like to call him Jackpot. 
portions of the proceeds of the hats, the flags, everything else, go to the Joe Burrow Foundation and the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. We were able to donate a huge check a couple months ago to the Joe Burrow Foundation because of the Jackpot Joey golf outing. About $10,000. That's pretty good. So we got a uh, cornhole tournament coming up here pretty soon. Details come up soon in August at Brick Brewery. Again, everything of that one's going to the Joe Burrow Foundation. What's up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in the first. Brad, what's up? Ken's in there. How do you say that? Menon? Mena? What's up? Who day? Matt, what's up? Fiji's in there. Where you been at, man? What's up, Fiji? Haven't seen you in a chat in a while. And Smash Adams, what's up to everybody there? All right. He's in the background. He is trying to get on. I'm hoping it works, but um, we'll find out. But anyway, here is uh, Muhammad. Are you there, Muhammad? I am there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can't see it, but I can hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Camera issues, man. I I knew this was gonna happen. I <laughs> I was on the uh, other podcast with Man uh, on Monday, and unfortunately, my camera wasn't working. Then that was the Bengals Post podcast. It yeah, wasn't yeah, working. Yeah. So Good unfortunately, dude, can't see my my pretty awesome face, man. But <laughs> that's all you, right. You, you did a good job of showing it though with the the Photoshop you, with you, you Joe, like, Joe Burrow. Yeah, you like my artiste ability there. You know, I, I love it. I, I think it's field. good, man. You got something good going there, bro. That was good. <laughs> like you're like you're a part of the team. Now, I, I have a question. I've heard you on a different podcast. I think you're on Trags uh, podcast not that long ago. Is that is that yes? Okay, yeah, Trags, Trags is my guy. Oh, uh, Trags my guy. is my dude. He comes on here all the time. I love Trags. Yeah, how, man. How does a Cleveland newspaper have a Bengal beat writer because I don't see the Inquirer. Or, well, we don't have the Post anymore. Doing a Browns uh, uh, beat writer. I'm just how does that? How does that? There are that many uh, Bengals fans up in Cleveland. <laughs> it's a very good question, and uh, I get this question a lot. But it's a it's a good question for sure. So I don't know. I don't know that it's so much that. I'm sure there are definitely Bengals fans in Northeast Ohio, but I think it's more so that you know Cleveland.com saw that like there's a lot of Bengals fans in Ohio in general mm -hmm. that right. you know the Bengals are just such a very highly sought after followed team right and so you know it, it made sense kind of having me on and I mean there's two other guys I write with as well uh one is named Andrew the other's named Mike so I have two other awesome guys who helped me out as well but no, I think it's just more so they were kind of just branching outside of Cleveland because you know they also cover Ohio State too like they started right. really attacking the Buckeyes a couple years ago, like Doug Maurice, if you follow him, mm -hmm. and if you don't, you should, does a great job with Nathan and Steven on that beat. And so it's kind of the same idea with the Bengals. I think they just saw that, like, man, there's so many Bengals fans across Ohio. And, you know, like the Joe Burrow effect, being an Ohio kid, you know, like the Joe Burrow effect is real. So yep. I think all those things played into it. And, you know, it's bold, but that's what makes Cleveland.com special is – they are bold and they are fearless. That's why uh, I feel like I enjoy working for a place like that. It's awesome. Hey, it's awesome. I, I mean, I'm, I the more coverage you get from my Bengals, the better. Now, I read your article about about Joe Joe Burrow and 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 you know his leadership and all that stuff. Now, the one thing I I I have a beef with you. I know they call him Joe Cool. It has nothing to do with me calling him Jackpot. I can't call him Joe Cool. I've said this on the show a million times. That Joe Montana was Joe Cool, and he beat us twice in the Super Bowl. So I refuse to call him that. But other than that. It was a really good article. Why don't you speak speak on the article that, that you just wrote about, you know, about, about uh, Joe, the, the Burrow effect and, and all that entails. 
Man, it was interesting because you look at a guy like that who's had so much success and so little time, like even predating his time in Cincinnati when he was at LSU, mm-hmm. and you could even say his high school days. Right. And you wonder, like, what makes a guy like that so confident? What makes him so calm? What makes his teammates and even his coaches look at him and, and acknowledge the impact he's had? Like, right. this is just a question – I just had to have an answer for because I feel like a lot of people probably wonder the same thing. Like what makes Joe, Joey B, Joey B. What makes him, like you said, jackpot, Joey or right. Joe Shiesty, like whatever right. name you want to give him. Even yeah, if, you, like I said, you can call no? him anything. Just don't call him Joe cool. That's just, that's just, me. <laughs> I, I like Joe Montana tortured me as a kid. So I can't stand Joe Montana. So yeah, he definitely did. Cool. For, I was going to say, yeah, he definitely would have. I was, I'm right. not old enough to remember those Super Bowls, but you, you I, call I, me old Muhammad. God, man, talking to me on my own show. <laughs> I didn't say old. I said, I'm not old enough. Talking about myself. Okay, I got I'm you. not I old you. enough. <laughs> That makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> but my uncles feel the same way. They they grew up watching those Super Bowls, so I get it. I, I grew up in yeah. Kentucky, so Bengals yep. country. Yep. But yeah, I just I, I wanted answers to that. Right. And so I reached out to two extremely talented leadership experts in the Cincinnati area. One of them I actually had on our podcast about a month ago. If people want to go tune in and listen, Lauren Steed, uh, who's a uh, professor of management with a PhD at the uh, University of Cincinnati's Business College. Linder College of Business. Yep. Then I talked to Zach Russell, who was uh, a professor doing the same thing over at Xavier University. So two people who are very good at what they do, who really kind of dissected Joe Bro in a way that like, you know, you don't really see from his coaches and his teammates, who I did talk to as well. But, you know, for a story like that, I, I just needed like that third party perspective. Right, And it, it actually opened my mind up and, you know, I, I would go into detail, but I think if you read the article for those who want to read it, it goes into more detail. But, you know, it's just his confidence, which ties in with his interpersonal attractiveness, which is how he gets those nicknames, yep. emotional stability, which is, you know, what allows him to not get, you know, he always says it like he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too right. low. And like, you know, he says what he means and he means what he says when he says that. And you, you look at, the individualized like influence he has on his teammates, the individualized consideration, like all of that ties into this transformational leadership style that he has, which literally is how he transformed the Bengals into, you know, a, a two and 14, four and 11 team into a Super Bowl contender. Yep. Not to take anything away from what Zach Taylor and the other players have done, but like, no, but if you ain't got Joe Burrow, yeah, if you ain't got Joe Burrow, it's not going to be the same. It's not thing. happening. Yeah. Not happening. It starts with one guy and it was definitely him. Exactly. And, and that's one thing that I remember when we were going through that, that horrible season of, of 2019. And I remember the first time I saw Joe Burrow was, well, I'd heard about him. I'll put it that way. I heard about it because I knew he was at Ohio state and I knew there's a chance he could have went to UC, which he almost did. And so I, I'd heard the name before. I knew I knew he was a good quarterback. But the first time I was really going, wow, was the LSU game against Alabama. Actually, no, I take that back. Take that. The very it was it was um, week zero. It was LSU versus Texas. I was like the first game of the 2019 season. I'm like, wow. I said LSU's got a quarterback. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's that guy Joe Burrow. He's from Ohio. Yeah, he's down. <laughs> and then the Bengals, well, completely sucked that year. And then I'm like. After the Alabama game, I'm like, I want the Bengals to lose every single game the rest of the year because I want that guy on my team. I want that dude as my quarterback because he's there's something different about him. He, like you said, he 
He does. He's just even keeled. He doesn't. And that's the thing. He's wired different. We're like, we'll see. He's a, he's a psychopath. Like I had, I think the author authors on here from uh, Bengals, the Bulldogs. And they talk about Joe Burrow, uh, how his baseball team got hosed in, in a, uh, a baseball tournament. They got, they got second place. A couple of teammates like smashed the, the trophy and threw it away. Well, Joe took it home and his mom, Robin uh, called the coach said, I don't know if I should be worried about this or, or proud of Joe. He's in there slowly dissecting <laughs> the trophy <laughs> and they threw in a trap trash. That's, that's just a, a psycho in a, in a good way of, of just wanting to win. And he didn't, it wasn't emotional. He didn't break it over, you know, his, his knee he didn't throw it away. He just went home and slowly methodically took it apart. <laughs> and that's kind of how Joe <laughs> is. He, there's no, like I, if you ever watch my show, I'm a big emotional guy. I, I get really excited. I'm way up here and I'm down low. Joe's not like that. And if you're a quarterback, that's what you got to be. And that's the guy that's going to lead teams and going to lead you into big situations and to a Super Bowl eventually win, I think, this year. And that's what we got with Joe Burrow. And I, it's 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 a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that the Bengals have with this guy. I mean, I mean you said it there. I mean <laughs> – I don't know if yeah, if it's psychopath or sociopath, but <laughs> it's impressive. Like yes, I don't think yes. I don't think most people are wired that way. Like no. I think somebody I forget who I read this somewhere. Somebody said like you could put them in the calmest place on earth, or you could put them in like a literal burning house, like a firefighter, right? And his heart rate's not going to change yeah. like that. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if he's he was just saying that, or if there's some basis for that, but. There's people that are wired like that. That's true. If that's yeah. true, then like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> right. That's not normal. I mean, but to do what we want him to do, he's got to be like that. You know, he's got the ball in his hand the whole time. And and, and football is different than any other sport. Is if, if you get that quarterback, that's what I kept telling everybody. You get that quarterback, you get that toy, pff, that changes everything. You know, baseball, we got Ellie Day Cruz, who's awesome, but he's one guy. Joe Burrow changed the franchise. I mean, Ellie Dale Cruz could change the franchise, but he still needs more people around him. Oh, to, yeah. To, to, to do it. You know, the pitchers have more control of it, I think, than Danny. Burrow's got the ball in his hand all the time. And the chemistry between him and Chase, it's off the chart, man. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak much on Ellie Dale Cruz. I don't really follow the Reds like I used to. Oh, you no, got I to. 11 in a row, baby. 11 in a row. I should now, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I always tell people I had like three divorces with the Reds, and now I'm, I'm like my fourth marriage with them. So I, I guess <laughs> we, I, we I, guess I have there. to now. Exactly. We've all yeah. I, but, I, you know, I, I'm not like a big baseball aficionado in general. But, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the point about Burrow, I mean, yeah, like, you know, because we saw what happened this rookie year. I mean, even before he – uh, unfortunately, towards ACL, they were like, what, one, six, and one? I mean, their yep. season was pretty much either over or just hardly hanging in the balance at that point, right. which is funny because I think Washington had the same record, but they made the playoffs. So that was, they had a weird run. But, yeah, I mean, the Bengals season was pretty much over. I, I think even if Burrow didn't get hurt, at best, they would have finished like five, ten, and one, six, nine, and one. Which is, you know, it's better than two and fourteen, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he didn't have a lot of supporting cast. Like AJ Green was a hollow shell of his old self. You know, Sam Hubbard was still kind of growing into what he is now. They didn't have Trey Hendrickson, mm -hmm. Jesse Bates. He, he had a great year, but like he still hadn't played with Von Bell up until that point. So you know, they they had to build on that symbiotic relationship. Uh, linebackers wise, I mean, Jermaine Pratt still young logan wilson wasn't a starter yet like we didn't see what we saw from 
Wilson until, you know, the year after with the Super Bowl run. So right. they just either didn't have guys like, you know, didn't have Mike Hill and didn't have Trey Hendrickson, didn't have Chidobe Awuzie, you know, and then a lot of the guys I did have were still growing into their own. Didn't have Jamar Chase, obviously. Um, well, that's the thing you had T Higgins. T Higgins was yeah. good though, and so was Tyler Boyd. So that was a plus. Right, that's one thing I said that that knee injury was a, a blessing in disguise because if he doesn't hurt his knee, we don't get Jamar. To an extent, I mean, to an extent, yeah. I mean, I still think they would have been they would have gotten a top ten pick. Yeah. But I mean, let's say it ends up Miami is still number six. Like say the Dolphins are still at six, and then the Bengals are seven. Mm-hmm. Like they win one or two more games, and they're up at seven. I think the Dolphins would have taken Jamar because they took Jalen Waddle, right? But right. Jamar was off the board at that point, right? Like, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you saw on that podcast that uh, Jimmy Chase and Jimmy Burrow did with Dan Horde. Yeah, Jimmy Chase was saying he would have loved, you know, for Jamar <laughs> to go Miami. to South Beach yeah. so that he could have an excuse to, you know, watch Jamar play on the beach. But he also admitted, like, I actually appreciate that he was honest because I think a lot of guys might have felt the same way. Like he just thought the Bengals were the same old bangles or as people say like same old bungles like oh they just brought in a number one overall pick a heisman trophy winner hint hint carson palmer and are going to end his career the same way they ended well not ended but limited you know carson palmer's career right so he probably saw all the demons the draft pick demons the injury demons the playoff demons and said why do i want jamar to go there Mm -hmm. well jamar said well i want to go there because i want to play with joe burrow Exactly. My friend, my homie, my ride or die, and uh, the rest is history. So that is, that is a big what if. What if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt? That is a big what if. I didn't think about it. Like, see, I, I just gave you another article to write. You're, you're right. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the off season, man. You got to have content, which we've, we've got churning. But yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, man. Now, so oh, I put I it in the, in the, uh, in the uh, comments. Right, Tra- Travis who and uh, Travis Kelsey needs to shut the hell up. Good <laughs> uh, God, dude. I mean, I'm a Bearcat fan. But Jesus, he said, uh, shout out to Jamar Chase for holding it down for his QB. But don't you ever disrespect Pat Mahomes. If you want to talk your shit, you can talk your shit, pimp. Just better back it up. Travis, for the love of God, you beat us once by three points. In his defense, he did did beat the Bengals in Mahomes' first year as a starter on that Sunday night football game. So I guess twice technically. Yeah, but we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Joe then, so they can just suck. It. <laughs> yeah, mean, that was like the end of the Marvin Lewis era. I get that, but yeah, yeah I'm just why why is the Chiefs are more obsessed with the Bengals than anything else? I don't get it. I mean, I know to me it's it's fear. I think they they know that their time is over because honestly, Muhammad, if you look at what the Bengals did in the office in the offseason, and Orlando Brown. Getting our offensive line fixed again for the third straight year, but I think it's really fixed this time. And the Chiefs' offensive line has gotten worse. I mean, they were going to make a right tackle, a, a left tackle, and then they switched him back to right tackle, and then sign, signed some dude off the you know retirement line to go to go be their left tackle. I, their offensive line is nowhere close to what it was, so I think they know they're in trouble. I don't know. I I don't want to be a sympathizer for them, but I am going to push back a little bit. I mean, right. pe- people said the same thing last year. No Tyreek Hill. What is, you know, Mahomes going to do? He just lost, what, the Super Bowl, and then he loses an AFC Championship game up by 18. Like, I definitely said, okay, yeah, how good are they going to be? Like, is Travis Kelsey still good at the age of 32, 33? You know, can he really win with, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and, 
I guess, Sky Moore, who wasn't even good until, like, the playoffs, basically, when he, he got right. back in the lineup. Like, yeah. I had the same concerns. Like, I get it. And, you know, you know, they had Clyde Edwards, Elaire, and then who did they have? Isaiah Pacheco, who, like, mm-hmm. at the time, nobody knew about or cared about because he was a seventh-round pick. I mean, he made those guys look good. Like, he oh, made yeah. MVS look good. Yeah. He made Isaiah Pacheco look like a first-round pick. Like, I didn't know who the guy was until, you know – Edwards Alaire got hurt, and then they just made Pacheco the starter until, you know, the rest of the season. Like, he even played in that Bengals game, and I was like, wow, this kid's actually pretty good. Like, the regular season game, I should say, and then eventually right. the playoffs. But, I mean, look, you got to give it to Mahomes. I understand he was going to win the MVP with or without that, like, ankle-and-a-half performance in the playoffs, but to have a 5,000-passing-yard season and, like, to do it with everyone else except Travis Kelsey back, not back – for the right. most part, you know, and yeah, no, you know, I, I, I don't know. That was impressive. I, I, what I'm well, saying is I still think he can do it again with relatively the same guys. I, I know they lost Juju to the Patriots and they drafted Rashi Rice and uh, the second round from SMU, but still got MVS, still got Kadarius Tony, who I forgot to mention. Maybe Sky Moore actually has a better year. Like, I don't know, man. Pacheco, yeah. we, we know what we know. And I will say, with losing Orlando Brown, yeah, that does hurt them. But who knows? Maybe Jawan Taylor's not as good. I don't want to say he's as good. But he's going to play right maybe. tackle now. They, 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 they moved back to right tackle. He's not going to be there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like, yeah. they, they pulled the Jonah Williams move, moving the right tackle. I don't yeah. know. Maybe yeah. we'll see what happens. But, but the, I just the is, I don't think we should write them off. I, I no, 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 no. I'm not, good. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, dude, trust me. It's, it's going to be a battle. It ain't going to be easy. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're Super Bowl champs. I mean, you, you got to give it to them. I'm just saying, they act like they kicked our ass. They beat us by oh, three sure, freaking sure, points. Sure, yeah. that, that's the part that drives. I'm like, that's what I'm like. You beat us by three points. The same amount of points we beat you last or the year before that in the AFC Championship game. I mean, it ain't going to be a, a a. It's going to be a knockdown dragout fight. Which hopefully, may, hopefully, both teams will make it to the AFC Championship game and. This year, it's got to be in, in, in the jungle is, is what I'm – That would I'm be thinking. fun. That oh, would be so fun. Oh, that would be awesome. I just don't get all the all the hate from, from the Chiefs. Like, you won the Super Bowl. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, we caught a Burrowhead. Get over it. Quit being, <laughs> quit being babies about it. It's just – I just don't get it. I mean, and, and it's fine. But I just think that's more bulletin more material for, for the Bengals are like – because the Bengals aren't saying anything. You know, it's Travis Kelsey running his mouth, and it's just like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, because your offensive line is worse. I don't care what anybody says; it's worse than it was last year. Ours got better, so that right there, we're better. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. It's still going to be a very close game. I just don't get why they act like they destroyed us. They beat us once, first time they beat us in three tries, four tries. I just don't. That's the part where I'm at. I just don't get why they're so confident that they think that it's over. That's what it feels like to me, Muhammad. It's just like they think, oh, Bengals are like Travis Kelsey, Burrowhead. Oh, this. Like, <laughs> dude, you barely beat us. I mean, if, if we don't put the ball right down the middle of the field and Jerzo side doesn't knock uh, Patrick Holmes, you know, to the next stadium and out of bounds, that game's going into overtime. I mean, I was at the game, so I mean, I remember. So was I. Yeah, I was was, there. Oh, dude, it was cold as hell too. (laughs) Well, I was in the press box, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I get that, Mr. Fan. Look, look look at me. I'm so special. I know. But (laughs) I will say, I was there the year before as a fan because I wasn't covering a team at the time. So I do get how cold it was even then last year. 
Yeah, I was actually. I don't know if you were at that game. The the first no, AFC no, year before. No, I wasn't. I wasn't the year before. Now. Yeah, I drove. I drove nine hours to get to that game. I was living in Western Kentucky at the time, so I had, I had to drive pretty far to get there. So yeah, no, but I mean, I don't know, like. So, yeah, I mean, Kelsey's definitely, like, reading into it, I think. But, like, I mean, you got to think about it, though. Like, I thought about this. It's the offseason. Mm-hmm. These guys let their guards down. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have to worry about football for, like, four or five more weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're just having fun. Because, like, we're saying right now, oh, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey's going crazy, yada, yada, yada. Well, a few months from now, you might be saying, oh, why is Travis Kelsey so quiet? Which, I mean, <laughs> he's not because he has a podcast where he runs his mouth yeah, all the he's, time. He's never going to be quiet, which I, I look, shout out. I love their but podcast. it's like other guys. Like, okay, why is Mahomes not talking? Like, you saw Mahomes with the picture, you know, with the two rings. Like, I don't think he does it in the regular season. I think he's locked in and focused like right. Joe Burrow. Right, right. You know, so yeah. um, I, I enjoyed a little bit, but. Oh, dude, it, don't, don't give your, it, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. I just. I think it's funny. It's, that, that, it's, yeah, it is. It's yeah. Just, it just seems like we're in there. It just seems like me. Maybe I, I you know, I, I do a podcast every day, so I try to find stuff to talk about. But it just seems oh, like yeah. they're in their head, and and I just don't, I don't because I get, dude, I, I get so much. Oh, well, not as much now, but oh shoot, Chiefs fans tweeted at me till April about the Chiefs or or, or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, beat us by three points. Calm down. Good luck. So I will say, I will say about that. I, I've noticed that trend too. Like, I mean, they didn't tweet at me. I don't, I mean, I'm a reporter. I'm not really here to pick fights, but like as an observer, I've seen a lot of Chiefs fans. It, this word might be controversial, but I think you'll agree. A lot of them just seem insecure. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I sense a lot of insecurity. Right. Like they love, and I'll, I'll admit it's not just the Bengals that they go after, but they seem to have an affinity for going after the the Bengals like that is very interesting to me and I don't get it because it's like you said this is only this is only like what you're, you're talking in February March April fresh off the, the Super Bowl like I figured you guys would be more excited like you just won a Lombardi like right, right I don't right. know you sound kind of insecure for like you know week one which is a ways to go exactly now I, I will say this the Chiefs fans at the stadium were fine I had no, oh, no they're great people them. yeah I've oh, met they're them awesome. they're, they're, they're mean, some of the best in the NFL in my opinion yeah I mean it's, it's the ones that that are on Twitter and they're behind the computer and you don't know who oh they yeah are keyboard warriors yeah I mean Twitter is awful and awesome <laughs> all at the same time so I mean you know oh yeah that's her I always I challenge a couple of them I was like hey I do a show every day at 5 30 why don't you come on we, we can talk it's funny nobody ever you know took me up on it. I, I, I don't know why, but, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I probably just forgot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that that was it. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's it. Look, it is. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. I mean, because I think this is becoming. It's, one it's of the enjoyable best. to watch. I yeah. love it actually. It's it, it's cool. becoming one of the best rivalries in football. I mean, and then you got you got Buffalo, where I kind of brought this up. Um, I titled this on a show when um. Stefan Diggs was going through all the stuff he was going through at the beginning of their mini camp where he didn't show up. And then uh, Josh Allen was like, well, you know, it's more than football. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't sound good. Then they kissed and made up and everything. And I'm like, that, that actually made it sound worse in my that's, opinion. That's what I thought too. I'm like, okay, if it's not football, then that's, that's not good. But um, I, I put it out there that uh, did we break Buffalo? Cause I think we broke Tennessee two years ago. Cause Tennessee hasn't been the same. We ruined Ta- Ryan Tannehill. He hasn't been the same quarterback since then. And and uh, did they though? Did they? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering because somebody said Kansas City 
broke them the year before that, you know, with 30 seconds and scored a touchdown. But then they came back in, you know, Bengals wore the white uniforms where they couldn't see us because we're in the snow and we're in white and somehow they couldn't see us. But anyway, I don't know. What, what, do, what do you think? Is, do, I still think Buffalo's a good team. Trust me. I still think it's uh, it's still us. Our number one's Kansas City, then it's us and Buffalo. I think at the AFC right now until somebody knocks us off. I think so, too. Um, I definitely think those are your big three. Like Kind of like how for the longest time it was Denver and New England right. and Pittsburgh. I think now it's like Cincinnati and Kansas City and Buffalo instead, which just shows you how much it's changed in the NFL like in this, the last couple of years alone. But I, I, I think that Buffalo's still there. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, are they going to be as good as they were last year? And right. I say that for several reasons and, and nothing – bad i think it's just they're, they're fair observations like one of them is i think i mean stefan diggs is gonna be a buffalo bill next year i don't oh, think yeah. anyone's disputing oh, that yeah. i mean if if they even considered the idea of trading him like that's not happening like if they right. even thought about that they'd be in cap space hell like they're already right. i don't think they're in cap space hell now but they will be if they pull a crazy move like that so he's not going anywhere but i do wonder though like the emotional stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the stuff that Josh Allen said that they're, you know, quote unquote, ironing out. How much is that going to play onto the, the field play? Like, I don't know. Like, is that going to raise some tensions that can affect how good they are? Mm-hmm. That's right. a fair question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other side of it is like Josh Allen's elbow, I know, got a little messed up midway through the year. And he played with like a partially torn ligament in his elbow, I think. I right. Forget. Yeah, I, I thought think he it was, was going to be gone for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden he kept playing. I, I was, just, I never. Yeah, what actually happened? I don't know. I have to. I forget. I don't know if it was the same thing as what happened to Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship. I, I don't know if it was the same thing as that, but it was something in his elbow, and, and I think it it definitely affected him. I think oh, a lot yeah. of those interceptions were not his fault. Like if you look at his numbers before the injury, he was good. I oh. mean, he was like the preseason oh. MVP favorite. He was yeah, solid. Season, Buffalo was balling out, dude. It was. It wasn't even close. They, they were. Oh yeah, joining. and he could. He can still run. He yeah. can still move better he's, than he's a damn, most guys. He's a damn linebacker. <laughs> he's a gazelle. Is. Like like yeah. Aruma said, he's a gazelle. Right. I, mean, I, I think he's a better runner than Patrick Mahomes. I think he runs better than Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. He'll he'll definitely run you over, and that's the, oh yeah. That's Mahomes the, can't do that. Mahomes can get away from you, but yeah. he can't run you over. That's yeah. where Allen has the advantage because Allen is six like what six five two fifty. I mean, most quarterbacks aren't built like that. Like that's no. not normal no. in a in a crazy way in a good way. Right. So yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't know how much he can overcompensate his elbow with his legs. I, I just don't know. And then on top of that, I mean, like defensively, they lost Tremaine uh, Edmonds in free agency. I thought that was a big part of their defense. I don't know how good Von Miller's going to be coming off of an ACL tear at the age of what thirty three. He'll be yeah thirty four this year. Yep. I I just don't know if he'll he'll be good. Like. There might be a significant drop off with the the injury and the age catching up to him, which which is why I think they signed Leonard Floyd. I think signing him from the Rams made sense, and that right. was a good move. Um, you know, extending Ed Oliver, I like that too. I think he's good for them up front, but I don't know that like Miller can give them the rush, and if they can, you know, replace Tremaine Edmonds, you know, without him, I don't know. I will say this though, and this is where I think you you just objectively have to have some empathy for Buffalo. I think the Bengals were going to beat them in that playoff game in Buffalo, no matter what, but they I do beat them think, Monday night too. And they would have beaten them on Monday night too. Like just based on that start from yeah. both sides, I think they would have beat them. But honestly, I think with everything that happened with just the DeMar Hamlin situation yeah. and just the emotional 
you know, wreckage that came with that. I don't know that that game would have been that bad. Like, I think it would have been a closer game. So I do think people are saying, oh, look at how bad they were in the playoffs. I don't think they were bad. I just think, like, there was a lot There was a lot of emotions just yeah. spilling out that they, they were, were, hold, they were they holding just, in. Yeah, they, they went through a lot that, that year. They, I, I think I agree with you. Emotionally, they were just spent, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine what they had to go through. I just can't imagine being right. in their shoes. Like, watching it, you know, at the stadium, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that night is still one of the craziest nights I've ever experienced. That was, that was, it went from the loudest stadium I, I'd ever heard to the, to, to the most silent. Yeah, you could hear a pin drop. I'm like, because I remember cheering and I'm like, oh, dude, he's not getting up. Like, uh, and, oh, the ambulance coming out. Oh, and then everyone yeah. started blowing up. My brother-in-law who lives down in Florida is watching. Yeah. Me. He's like, all my friends are like, what do you on? know? What do you know? What's going on? I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. I'm not on the field, but yeah. No, I was like, I mean, I was like all crazy. I know is he hasn't moved and they got, they got the card out here. I said, that doesn't look good. So, and, and but, it, like you said, like the, the ambulance came out and like that almost never happens. Right. Right. You know, if, if that, that's when I knew like, this is really bad. Right. Him not getting up. I thought, oh, okay. Maybe it was like two, uh, maybe he had like a concussion or like a head injury that just kind of came out of nowhere. But now once the ambulance came out, I was like, oh, that's not good. Right. Like, that's horrible. And, and obviously, you know, what happened happened. And by the grace of God, he's he's alive and he's, he's doing better than ever. And hopefully play football he, this year. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he, he plays even better than ever this year. And he has a right. great football career. So, you know, I'm happy exactly. for him just as a human being. Like, oh, absolutely. Doing I, well. I, yeah. Uh, then, then, then nobody I don't care what team you play for. I don't you don't ever want to see anybody have a chance of losing their life playing, playing a game. I mean, that's just, yeah. nobody ever wants that. So, I mean, it was a, a definitely a, a morbid situation, but I'm glad he's back. Everything seems to be fine. It looks like he's yeah. his career up. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime shot. I mean, to be honest for what I, I yeah, playing, it's once a lifetime, but they just hit right at the right heartbeat or whatever. And just, it stopped it. So, I mean, luckily they, the ambulance got out there, Cincinnati, uh, uh, University of Cincinnati got out there and, and took care of them and, and, got him back you know alive basically and yeah. he recovered and, and he's he's good to go now what i do we'll get back to uh buffalo here uh, another thing that they lost is they lost their defense coordinator that's so, true yeah leslie frazier that that's a big one yeah so let's so, so mcdermott is not only gonna be their head coach but also their dc which i mean he's been dc before yeah defensive guy one of the rare you know defensive head coaches in the league but yeah right so i wonder how that will change things because you know he's not just going to be able to have to be able to oversee everything. He's actually got to make the defense calls and different things like that of how different is their defense going to be with him at the helm instead of Leslie Frazier, who Leslie Frazier was a pretty damn good coach, in my opinion. Great coach. I mean, that's why the, that Buffalo defense has been so good the last three years. So, yeah, I think there could be – and that's actually another thing I was going to get to. You kind of beat me to it. I, I think there will be some – drop off because of that. I don't know how significant because, like, obviously, you know, they still got, like, Leonard Floyd and Ed Oliver. Right. And, you know, I, I guess like, they still have Jordan Poyer, right? Did he uh, I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, they re-signed him. They, yeah. they re-signed him. And uh, wait, let me double check on that. I could actually be wrong. Maybe I'm mixing him up with uh, Micah Hyde. Oh, yeah, so they kept him. But I wonder if Micah Hyde is still there. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Um, that I don't know. Yeah, they're no, they're, they're yeah, they're both still there. Okay, so okay. they both they have both of them, Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Poyer. So yeah, you got your safeties, most of your D line. You lose one of your linebackers. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, it'll be interesting, but there might be some drop off. And um, yeah, I still think that's the big three, though. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. It's still Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo in that order. Yeah, until someone knocks them off. Now let's roll to the uh, AFC North here. 
I got the Browns are going to have a full season of Deshaun Watson, the off the field stuff, whatever. Just talking football here. Yeah. If he can get back to where he was 2020, he's a pretty damn good quarterback. Oh, uh, great you got, quarterback. You got great Kenny pick six in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh, which I'm not sold on him, but you got the Ratbirds, Lamar's back. Uh, Odell, we'll see where he is. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Injury. So, I don't know. What's your thoughts on, on the AFC North in general? I think the AFC North is the best division in football, mm-hmm. bar to none. I mean, no disrespect I, I don't to – disagree with that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to other divisions. I think, like, there's some other great divisions. Like, I think uh, the AFC East is really loaded, too, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, heading over to New York. Like, right. I think that's a great division, and the Dolphins are still pretty good. Patriots are always kind of hanging around with Bill Belichick. I think that's a great division, but oh, I think no, the AFC North leaps and bounds is better than any division in the National Football League right now. And I'm not just saying that as like someone who covers the Bengals. Like, I I mean, you just look at all those teams, like all those teams that have shot at the playoffs last year, like the Ravens got in, the Bengals won back to back division titles, the Steelers finished like nine and eight after that weird start. And then the Browns, I mean, I get it, they were seven and 10, but like, to go seven and ten without your starting quarterback for like eleven games—that's right. not bad, right? Right. And and honestly, honestly, they beat up the Bengals really good without him. Oh my god, I know. On I, Monday yeah. night, like that. Like, and honestly, I get it. There was no that, Jamar yeah. Chase, but still, even with, with Jamar Chase, I don't think the Bengals would have won that game with the way they played. Right. I, I, I'm all Browns fans are like, oh, we own you. I got this. No, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, I do like, disagree yeah, with that, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. good. Yeah. I no, think the Browns are, will be I'm good this year. The Browns are proud. They're good. I mean, I. This is not, I mean, the AFC in general, it's going to be a dogfight. Like, every good quarterback, actually, great quarterback is in the AFC. Now we got Aaron Rodgers there, too. So, I mean, it's not going to be easy. But the Bengals had a hard last year, and that's the, until they won their 10-game winning streak. You know, and that and they, they were not against joke teams. It was a juggernaut team, and it's not going to be any easier this year. Everybody's gotten better, and the Bengals' target on their back has gotten nothing but better. So, or bigger, I should say. So, I mean, when I, I go out there and I, I say the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, I wholeheartedly believe that, but it ain't going to be easy. They got to get, and that's one thing, Mom and I, they've got to get off to a better start this year. They have to. They, they, I, they have to. I want, uh, we said this earlier in the broadcast, I want the playoffs to come through the jungle. I think that's a must this year. If that happens, just if we had the AFC Championship game in the jungle, dude. It's over. It's going to make a difference for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. We thought Monday night was loud. We'll wait till we get the AFC championship game there. But I mean, what is up? Uh, I guess I'm not asking for, for, for predictions or, or anything right now. It's, it's still a little early, but I mean, where are you at on, I guess, the standing? Are you, are you rising right now? Are you picking the Bengals? To to take the AFC North or where are you at on the on the standings of the of the whole AFC? Oh, North I I have them winning it and I have them going fourteen and three. Ooh, I knew I yeah. liked you for a reason. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being. I mean, this is my opinion. Like, yeah. love them or hate them, I think they're going fourteen and three next year. Well, if things I think go the way they go. They're one of the most talented teams and one of the most deep teams in the league. And now you have Jonah Williams, who's going to play right tackle, which. I mean, if anybody thought that Jonah Williams wasn't going to play right tackle, just, I don't know. I don't know what they wanted the Bengals to do. I had so many people like, we need to trade Jonah. I said, okay, then who plays right tackle? (laughs) You know? I mean, he's what if Jonah doesn't come in? Jonah's going to come in. He's going to make $12 million. Well, what if he is is a cancer? What has Jonah Williams ever been a cancer? He was upset because the Bengals didn't tell him, even after they signed Orlando, 
that, hey, we want to have a conversation about you moving the right tackle. I can understand why he's a little upset. I mean, he has every right to be a little upset. But I, I think this is the best offensive line the Bengals have had. So well, you know why he's right, upset, though, right? It's, it's actually not even because he's moving. Like, do you kind no, of know they, really? They never talked to him. Ever. And honestly, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I agree that's with bad. That. That's actually yeah. very, and I, I think that's something that has to be addressed. But the problem is, we're not going to hear from Duke Tobin for, I mean, unless obviously Burrow gets extended soon, we're not going to hear from him for a very long time because it's not a Zach Taylor thing. I mean, that's no. not in Zach Taylor's hands. That's not in Frank Pollock's no, that's hands. Katie, that's, that's Duke. That's, that's Katie stuff. Blackburn, yeah. to her, you know, her husband, Mike Brown. Yeah. I mean, they that's way beyond like the coaching staff. Like, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing look, it is a business. I mean, you could argue Jonah Williams is not entitled to an explanation. Like, you could say he's not entitled to anything, and he's already he's playing. Yeah, like, you could say, all right, he's already under contract. Like, he's going to have a job next year. Like, it's a business. Nothing right. handed to you. I get all that. And actually, right. the, that, that's a fair case. But at the same time, like, when his agent, which he said, his agent is reaching out to you, yeah. and you just want an explanation. Right. That's a problem. And then when you told him in the exit interviews, you know, no sign that like you might be replaced. That's another problem. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I guess you could say, oh, they always say that in the meetings. I don't know. I mean, just it's a hypothetical. Oh, everyone told that in meetings. Maybe. maybe. But something just doesn't add up, though. Like, why would you tell him he's good? And then. Again, there's nothing wrong with the Orlando Brown signing. I think it was a, a oh, great, great move. I'm, I think the move was needed. Mm-hmm. I just don't really understand the way they handled it. Like, why couldn't you just tell them, well, look, we I have some concerns. I, I don't think they expected from what I've, I've read and talked oh, to. That's people, true. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Orlando yeah. Actually, called no, right. them. So it wasn't like the Bengals went out. Look, Orlando called them and said, hey. And it just well, worked out. Right. Yeah. And it, I think it happened so, that, so damn fast that they wanted to keep it under wraps. So I understand why. No, they you're right. That is what happened. Yes, yeah. I had to re- refresh yeah. my memory. That is what but, happened. So I understand why they didn't tell Jonah then. It's just, all right, after they signed him, hey, uh, Jonah, I know you heard this. We signed Orlando Brown. You know, sorry we couldn't give you a heads up and happen quickly. You know, we want to move the right tackle. You know, you know, I hope you're. Then the, the, I think, you know. you know, obviously there's two sides to an argument and I'm not trying to speak for Duke Tobin or, you know, the Blackburns or Mike Brown. I'm not speaking for them, but maybe somebody's response would be, ah, well, it's a business. Nobody owes you anything. Well, I mean, I've had people tell me that too. Like, like, okay, what, what if you're at your job and, and they wanted to move you from this spot to that spot? Like, okay, well, most time I'm, it's my job compared to a, NFL offense lineman is completely different. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can't, that's what they drive. So people compare what like I do as a normal job compared to a, a professional athlete. It's not even the same freaking thing. You know, it, it's you, they are highly paid athletes and yes, you pay them. And it didn't matter if they told you or not, they were moving them. All right. So, I mean, they had, it's up to them, but it's it, they deserve a phone call because look, Jonah's got to go get mentally prepared to play right tackle. It's something that it's not just okay. You're going to go from this position to that position, and you know you can quickly do it, in, you know, in a day or whatever. It's a whole different step. It's like like Orlando Brown said. He, he said it's like because Orlando went from right to left. It's like doing a different fighting stance. Like everything Jonah has been doing for the last six years, he's got to do it the opposite way. So there is a, a, a mental muscle memory too that he's got to work on. And just why not call the guy? <laughs> just say, hey, we need to play right tackle. I mean, I don't know. That's just that's just my thoughts on it. The the problem with not talking to Jonah, it, it doesn't really change the situation. I mean, he's playing right tackle. Right. He's going to be yeah. back next year. But if you want to really pull straws, like 
that feeds into the whole argument of, oh, it's the same old management. It's the same old ownership. Like, you know, I think people can say that's playing a broken record over and over again. But now when you have something like this, it's not so much of a broken record. Well, that's the first time in about six years uh, that I can actually say this is what they used to do all the time. I mean, yeah, I, like the, that you're, start, you're, you're bringing that out of the woods again. So right. it makes you wonder, like, is it the same old management, the same old leadership? Or was is there just something else to all this that we don't know that still makes it, that argument a broken record that's not fair to say? I don't know. I'm just saying if it's what we think it is, then that argument of, oh, it's the same old mom and pop shop in Cincinnati, that argument's not a broken record if right. if it is what we think it is. And, and this is all speculation. I'm not trying to yeah, pin, right. pin anything on anybody, but yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. just, We're just talking the picture. So yeah, I don't know. It is weird, weird though. Yeah. I, I do think it is weird, and I think Jonah has a, a case there in terms of being upset for sure. Yeah, Ken, Ken here says he goes. Uh, they may have wanted to see Jonah show some fire. Maybe I mean, they, I don't but know why what, though? Like, like yeah. show fire on the field. Yeah, show I mean, fire he, in training camp. I don't think you need to show fire in front of the media. I don't yeah. know that they would want that. That's and honestly, I, I think Jonah handled it as as well as you can when he answered the question. He's, you know, he just hey, I just wanted a phone call. He goes. I can't handle it who, with grace. Yeah, I can't remember who asked it, but he like, is the transition going to be smooth? He goes, I like his answer. He goes, I don't know, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it work. Might have been Dan Horde, or might have been Kelsey Conway. I was only in for part of that discussion, but it might have been one of those two. Yeah, but I mean, I love yeah. his response. He's he doesn't know, but he's going to make it work, and that's all you need to hear. I'm going to make it work, and and dude, if he's if he's at your he's your right tackle, like I said, this is the best offensive line I think we've had since. Since 2015. And the other thing that oh, I yeah. brought up oh, with, yeah. with, with this offensive line, with you got Lyle Collins, who I don't care what anybody says. He's going to go on the pup list at the beginning of the year. He He's out of practice. He's not doing anything, which he tore every damn ligament in his knee. And it's yeah, going to take yeah. a while. So what I keep saying is, or wondering, they put him on the pup list, and they, they keep him because the last two years when we went to the Super Bowl, we lost Riley Reef. Last year, we lost three of our offensive linemen. It's been depth. Well, that was a pretty good depth piece to have. And if you bring him in on a jumbo package, you know, your swing tackle, I mean, I, I, I'm not thinking blown away and somebody makes him a trade offer. Of course, they're going to trade him. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually keep Lel as their their backup swing, swing tackle because somebody's probably going to get hurt if we play 20, 21 games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's the NFL. Injuries are going to happen. And <laughs> it happens on the offensive line, like, uh, we saw last year. I mean, mm -hmm. God, you lose Alex Kappa and Jonah Williams mm -hmm. and Lyle Collins for the yep. playoffs, but yep. you lose Kappa right before and you lose Williams during it. it yep. There's luck in it for sure. And the Bengals didn't get the good side of it. But at the same time, you know, you know, Duke told me made a good point at the combine. He said, you can never have enough offensive linemen right. in the National Football League. Like, it's not even just Orlando Brown. Like, uh -huh. they signed Cody Ford in free agency. You still got Hakeem Adeniji, who you've had, you know, playing all over the right side of the line right. um, since his rookie year, you know, and you've got Lyle Collins as a swing tackle option. You still have Deontay Smith. Like, does he have a chance to be a backup to Orlando Brown? Um, I mean, Ted Karras is not going anywhere, and neither is Kappa. Like, and Cordell Volson, those guys are pretty set with their app. But, right. yeah, I mean, you have, uh, you know, with all those guys on the right side, it is bloated. And I don't even want to say it's a good problem. I just think it's a good thing to have because, oh. like, you you might – I mean, this is the worst-case, worst-case scenario. You might need Cody Ford. Right. You might need Hakeem Adeniji. You might need Jackson Carmen. I mean, We have the last this. couple of years. 
<laughs> I mean, think about this. If you're in a situation where I'm trying to think about like the numbers here. Okay, Lyle Collins is going to be on the pup list to start. Yeah. Jonah Williams gets hurt in training camp, or he gets hurt in week one. Mm-hmm. Jackson Carmen's your right tackle. Yep. That's your right tackle. Unless, yeah, I mean, no, he'd be your right tackle. Yeah. And then at that point, because Collins is on the pup list, I think it would be Carmen is the right tackle and Adenogy is the swing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the way it's going to start, though, I mean, Adenogy would move to the swing tackle, but right. if things go as planned, Williams... Boy, you don't starts, think Jackson will be, be the, the swing at first? If, so, if, so what I'm saying is he'll be the swing at first, okay. and then if Jonah gets hurt, I got you. Carmen moves up, right. assuming Collins is still hurt, and then Adenogy goes back to being the swing like he was last year. Right. Yeah. So now, the, you, like, you need all those guys. Like They could all have right. a role that early in the season. Now, where do you see Cody Ford? Because I know when they signed him, they said he's going to compete for the right tackle spot. But he's a guard, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, think, yeah. I think he's going to end up being uh, Alex Kappa's backup. I, that's what I think it's going to be. I mean, he'll right. compete at right tackle, and he's not going to win the job. Because it's going to come down to, obviously, Williams and Carmen. But I, I think he'll he'll have a spot. It'll just be behind Alex Kappa. Yeah, and, and it was – the one thing I would wish they would – get a, as far as in our backup is another backup center because Hill has not really played a lot, developed. I know right. Wilson took a couple snaps. Maybe he's an emergency center, but that's one thing I still would like them to try to get as another guard slash center for backup reasons because Ted Karras goes down. Hill, Hill's our, our next guy up, and eh, that, that kind of scares me a little bit, to be honest. It's questionable. I mean, it definitely is. I think maybe, you know, there was just so much focus on, like, Orlando Brown and the right side. I think maybe center got overlooked a little bit. So you have a case there. I don't think it's as dire as the other two positions I mentioned. But, yeah, I think it's something you you probably want to start looking at um, after next year because, I mean, 2024, that's going to be a contract year for Ted Karras like Mm -hmm. because he's on a three-year deal. So, you know then you really, really got to start thinking about what do you want to do at center. So I'm with you on that. Well, that's the thing, too, is is we got Ted. He's got two more years. Uh, Cap has got two more years. So, yeah, you got you, you, to have to start figuring something out. And that brings you to, you know, Burrow and Chase and T. And then you got Logan Wilson. All you know, all these guys coming. I mean, fun got, stuff. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I've told people here on the show, like, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. I was shocked they signed Pratt back. I was happy. But I'm, I'm looking- not by that. Are you not? I mean, I didn't expect it. I thought he was going to want to go somewhere else for more money, but mm-hmm. I guess I'm not shocked that he wanted to come back is what I mean. Okay. So what I- does that mean for Logan Wilson? I guess is my next, my follow-up question. Cause that's cause I thought it was between Pratt or Logan. I thought it was gonna be Logan. Now I don't know that you spend that much money on your linebacker room when you have Akeem Davis Gaither, who would be cheaper than Logan Wilson. I don't know. I think it all depends on how he does. I mean, if Logan Wilson balls out, I mean, he's going to do well no matter what. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if he really, really balls out, that's tough. Right. That's tough because you look at the linebacker market. Like, I mentioned Tremaine Edmonds going to the Bears. Like, you got TJ Edwards joining him from, I think, Philadelphia. I mean, you know, Roquan Smith getting a huge deal in Baltimore. Like, there's a market, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Pratt. I think he acknowledged he kind of looked at the market, but like for him, it didn't matter because Pratt wants to win a Super Bowl, and you know he just really wants to be with Joe Burrow. So 
You know, oh, but man, let's say the bank. <laughs> but if the Bengals didn't have that, then oh, he would have gotten a lot oh, yeah. of money somewhere else. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. I was thinking he might get like the Carl Lawson treatment, which I, I, you know wasn't the case. Clearly, both sides came to an agreement, which was good. But yeah, I think it's going to be hard because if you really, really are hell bent on keeping Chase and Higgins and Burrow, mm-hmm. you're asking for a lot because like you also got to consider. Don't forget, you mentioned. There's one name you didn't mention. That's DJ Reader. Oh, dude, don't my boy DJ. Don't. That's one that scares me because we. It's a scary one. Do not have anybody to replace him. But the age he is, you don't know when the cliff is going to come for him. When he's just going to, you know, not be able to do it. But I'm. I don't want to find out who we have behind him. Hopefully, Zach Harder can step up. But he's not DJ. Like, like DJ is. It is an absolute shame that DJ has not made a freaking Pro Bowl. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell is. And I, what's I, all subjective I, though? We all know how subjective I know, that but is. I always tell you, go back, go back to the Titans playoff game in twenty twenty one. Go watch DJ Reader. Go watch how many plays that dude made. I mean, he he's a game changer. He, he just doesn't get the sacks. That's the if he can ever get the sacks, he get more. But run stopping tackles. Pfft. Dude, DJ's the man. I love DJ Reader. I'm scared. I, of I, I actually. Bold take. I think the Bengals keep him. I, dude, I hope they do. Well, okay, I got one for you. This, this is what I keep. This is what I've been saying. So since they dra- drafted uh, uh, Miles uh, Murphy and uh, Erickson, or uh, tr- sorry, I did, uh, Trent uh, uh, Henderson is a uh, a uh, free agent or not free agent. He's got one more year's contract. Yeah. After next year, I get my thoughts straight here. What if they cut Trey and they use that money to sign DJ because they signed Miles Murphy? That's kind of where. It could work. It could work. Yeah, that's kind of what. But you also got to consider this too, though. Here's the other thing with Trey Hendrickson. Here's the thought that you have to consider. What if Miles Murphy does what he does next year and Trey Hendrickson holds out for an extension? He might hold out and say, I want more money. But see, Mm -hmm. I don't think that would make sense because. I just cut him. Just (laughs) cut him. Oh, you want an extension? You're on the street now, buddy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. So he really has no leverage in that situation. But I'm saying he, he might try to like maybe they'll say like let's say here's what i mean to say let's say miles murphy doesn't do well mm-hmm. he just doesn't have a good rookie year or he he has a lot of flaws and hendrickson is like hey i got a year left on my deal and if you guys think that this guy is the future you're wrong mm-hmm. give me my money right extend me and maybe he's right and the Bengals actually want him and it's like well maybe we don't want to cut him like, like maybe they don't want to cut him. maybe they want to have him play out the deal okay we're yeah. not going to cut you but you know, then you're in a little situation there. Like, it, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. That, that's, that's where having too much talent is what I keep saying. The Bengals have too much talent, which I, I've never think that's a problem, but trying to keep it all, that's the problem. And, and that's where I think if you look at the draft, the Bengals were a heavily defensive draft. Cause I don't think they're planning on keeping a lot of these guys because they want to keep Joe. They want to keep T they want to keep Jamar. They're going to keep some of them. Two guys I would keep is Logan. And I would keep, DJ, I think Cheeto is done after this year. I think Trey is gone after this year. That's just my personal. Yeah, opinion. no, the the writing is on the wall with uh, with Chidobe. I think he's mm-hmm. gone. I mean, I think TJ DJ Turner was the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. right? So that's I mean, his it, replacement. They just and the thing is, they they don't pay corners. I mean, they pay corners, but they really don't pay safeties with that. But I mean, the, you got DJ, you got, you got Battle, you got uh, Juice. That's your future cornerbacks right there. So. They, I, guess I keep saying they can't pay everybody. It's going to be interesting how this all plays out, but that's why 
almost the pressure is on to get it done this year because this team ain't going to be the same after after this year. It's still going to be good, don't get me wrong, but we're not going to have the same guys here we've had for the last three or four years. I don't think it's, Tyler Boyd's going to be back either. No, no, I don't think so. I, I love TB. I think and I think he knows that. I think he he kind of knows that too. Yeah, that's why I think they drafted Chuck Sizzle and uh, Yoshi. Yeah, I, I think that's another writing on the wall. Yeah, I right. agree. So if you kind of look at what they're doing, and, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, it sucks for the players that you like, but if you want business, it's a business. Yeah, and if you want to win multiple Super Bowls, which is what I want to do, you can't keep everybody. You got to keep Burrow. You got to keep Chase. Those two for sure. And I want to keep T. I, I, I'm I'm 99.9% sure they're going to, but there's still that little, eh, they might not. Well, the only thing I'm worried about is he has the same agent as Jesse Bates. Yep, exactly. That's the only concern. <laughs> the concern I have is like, here's a potential scenario with all these guys you can think about. Burrow gets paid this offseason, but Higgins doesn't. Again, this is if he is not. Right. Higgins is not paid. Chase is eligible. Chase is getting his. Mm-hmm. Chase is getting his. We, we can all agree oh, on yeah, that. Chase is getting his. Yeah. Chase gets his. Burrow gets his. You franchise uh, T then. You franchise him, and then you have a repeat of that entire Jesse Bates saga. Right. Because they have the same agent, and it's the same dynamics of, of a talented player at his respective position getting franchise tagged. Now, it's asking for, you know, might be asking for it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I know, mean, but. I, I, I hope it doesn't see- come to that, but I can. You can see Mulligetta, they have not worked well with Mulligetta. No, no, they have not. I don't know what the I don't know how they feel about each other, but I mean we can definitely tell it has not worked out since right. last year, and I don't think it's gonna get better. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well, I will say too though, think yeah. about this. Yeah. If T does get a deal done now or later, I think Logan gets the franchise tag. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. I think well, they're, you, they're it, definitely using the franchise to. tag on somebody next year. I guarantee you that. There's too yeah, many the, guys. They, out there. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't using anybody this year because there was no point. But yeah, no. Next year, it's going to be used on somebody. It's probably going to be either T or Logan, and maybe, maybe a hard maybe DJ Reader. Yeah, those would be the top three. I would select. Yeah, and like I said, I, I would be, and I'm telling everybody you can't get attached to people, but I love DJ. He's a great guy. He's, I, he's, he's, a, he's a great. He, I've met being. him a couple of times. He is an awesome dude. And he's an awesome player. I would just hate to see him in some other uniform. But I mean, like I said, but for me, like, all right, T, they got, and I'm not trying to, I don't want any of them, any of them to leave, but T, they got, got somebody they can replace. They drafted the UFC, they drafted, they, they, they have people. Uh, Logan, they, they have Kim, well, Kim Davis Gaither be a free agent, but I mean, they could sign up for cheaper. They have people that could replace them at, at, at a lower cost. They don't have anybody at DJ with DJ. They have nobody. They have nothing behind. They still haven't replaced Larry Hogan Joby, <laughs> you know? So that's where I'm like, DJ is a would be a big loss. I, I think he might be the biggest yeah. loss if they if they lose him. I, that's just me. I don't know. Anyway, no, I get it. I, I, I get it, man. I definitely understand, man. I mean, it's it's tough. Like I know I people DJ, say he's man. Not... <laughs> like I said, pe- people say he's not a pro bowler or whatever. But I'm like, Dude, that, don't, that's don't subjective. I don't care about that. I know, but they don't. They don't watch him. That, that drives me. They don't. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying that. So yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Muhammad. Hey, I appreciate you been on for almost an hour. Tell me where they can find you. You said you have a podcast, which I didn't even know you had a podcast. I, I got to start listening to this if, if you have one. What What is your podcast? What's your articles? And where can they find you? Yes, we do have a podcast. It is the Strictly Stripes podcast. Uh, you can get it, I mean, really anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, 
Spotify, I mean, heck, even iHeartRadio, or you can get it directly off our website, which is strictlystripes.com, which is where you can also find my articles, including the Joe Burrow leadership story you mentioned, like around the top of the hour. So yep. check us out there. Uh, Twitter wise, I am on Twitter at, I mean, the way my name is spelled, Muhammad Ahmad TV. So Muhammad Ahmad, like you see on the screen there. Yep. And then TV. Um, I used to be a TV reporter, so I just never changed my name. I just, I kept it. Maybe yeah, it keep your followers. <laughs> makes it feel cool. Exactly. Cool exactly. Exactly. I like. Oh, I like to think I'm cool. I like to think oh, I'm. Cool. I think you're cool. I think you're cool I, I, too. I, I can't even see it right now, and I think you're cool. That's how cool you are. I know, right? Like I'm just, I'm so low key. You can't even see me. Maybe, maybe that's why my, my my camera's like, oh, my camera's like, we're not going to show you today. You're, you're too cool for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm so ugly I broke it. I don't know. No, that's could not be it. either or. <laughs> that's not. It. I think did did I meet you down at the Holy Grail like two years ago? I, th- I think I did. No, no, no. I've only been here for like nine months, that's and I've never bad. been to the Holy Grail. We do have to go down to the Holy Grail. We have to go have some have some have some food and stuff down there. But if you guys ever, you know, if you I don't ever, drink though. I'm I'm Muslim, well, I, so I don't drink. Yeah, alcohol. that's that's why I said food. So I I, I knew you were Muslim. So I, I said oh, we have some food. We have some dinner. See, I I, I oh, know yeah. Oh, for sure, I for sure. Know. I heard I heard it's good um, food. It is. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever need a you know a, a crazy Bengal fan on your podcast, you know, hit me up. I'll, I'll come. All right, <laughs> <laughs> brother. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Have a great day. Who day? Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. Yep. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Go check out Muhammad uh, Cleveland.com. Check out his podcast. Check out all the stuff. Go find him on Twitter. He's a great dude. He was gracious enough to come on my show, talk some Bengals. I don't know what everybody's going to do tonight. There's no FC game. There's no Cincinnati Reds game. Obviously, the Bengals are in town. I don't know. I got to find out. Maybe I'll watch the NBA draft. I don't know. Chris Paul's apparently a Golden State Warrior now, which I don't. I, I he's gonna have to come off the bench, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't pay as much attention to the NBA as I used to, but that'll be an interesting dynamic because when that's the first thing I thought of when I heard that Chris Paul got traded to the Warriors. Like, well, you got Steph and you got Clay. Well, he's got to be the sixth man. Just what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Anyway, let me get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And, of course, I appreciate every single one of you guys. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you follow me on all my social media platforms, mm-hmm. all under Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trinopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting on the podcast on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Go check out We're Front Bengals. I was on their podcast last night. We had a great time. We talked for almost two hours. We talked Bengals. We talked Reds. We talked Bearcats. We talked Star Wars. We talked Kiss. We talked all kinds of stuff. So make sure you guys go check that out. It's on the – I tweeted it out. It's on my p- timeline. They're also on Spotify, Google, Stitcher. All that, so go check it out. Go check out their yeah, YouTube channel, uh, Riverfront. They call it The Riverfront, and then the show is Riverfront Bengals. So if you go subscribe to The Riverfront, go check out my boys, Bengals and Brews. They're going to have my best friend, Ted Karras, on their show Thursday. Morning Prize got Teddy K on Monday, I think it is. I don't remember. Hey, Teddy K is like, I was the first one to get him on the podcast. Now he's like on everybody else's podcast. Won't answer me, but we're still best friends. Still my dude. 
<laughs> he's gonna come on sometime. I know he is. But anyway, go subscribe to all those shows. We got lots and lots of great podcasts here in Cincinnati covering the Bengals, Reds, and the Bearcats. Anyway, I got one more show, and then I'm on vacation. I can hear Dale in the background. You're always on vacation. I don't know. I haven't been on vacation, actual vacation since March. I went to Minnesota for a couple of days. That doesn't really count as a vacation. But anyway, um, if uh, Joe Burrow con uh, contract happens or anything cool happens while I'm on vacation, you know I will be jumping on live. So I got uh, Gary Miller on tomorrow. I don't know what time yet. I'm trying to figure out his schedule. Um, but he said he would come on tomorrow. He wasn't able to come on was that Tuesday, I think it was. So I make sure you guys check that out. I had an awesome time yesterday. Live didn't have a show. Live stream the Reds game. Watch them win their 11th in a row. It was awesome. I appreciate all you guys jumping on and having fun watching the game with me. And uh, like I said, Atlanta Braves, you've been put on notice. The Reds are coming. The first place Cincinnati Reds. That's right. I said it again. The first place Cincinnati Reds. I love the sound of that. I'll see you guys tomorrow. That's your sports, baby. See ya! Talked about it yesterday. Just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up I'm from the city where they gotta play us Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up Back to back champs, kings of the north with it Thinking they can hang with us, still ain't jumped out the porch with it Long bomb to chase, every Sunday watch him go and get it Double up on him, then we gon' double down on T. Higgins Then throw Boyd in the mix, now you really iffy Every Sunday showing boys how to really gritty They try to shuffle up the game on us, but they ain't icky Flip the coin, kick the toe, ride to the go and get it Never know what's gon' happen when Joe drop back He get shiesty in the pocket, I get shiesty on the track Nobody on the team all pro, that's all cap. Most all around team in the NFL, that's all facts. And came across nobody yet, it seemed like they can hang with us. They said we couldn't be Buffalo, but see how we call they bluff. Underdogs every week, they keep on trying to label us. Put your money on us, even if Vegas don't favor us. No matter what, we really came up now, it's hard to fail. I dare you come across that middle, Von gon' ring your bell. I know we under they skin, them boys built frail. Eli Apple out there chirping like a next tail. You don't want Sam and Trey to come off them ends. Rita clogging up the middle like a big body bend. Right behind them, Logan and Pratt, the turnover twins. Jesse base in the backfield just to clean up the loose ends. We just drafted Cam and drafted Hill. Instant gratification every time that they on the field. We can't go back to what we was, cause that's the losing weight. It's been hard to throw on us since we picked up a woozy eight. It's like win after win, feel like we could really do it. Zach Taylor doing the same for the city, I give it to him. And I bet Samaji will find a hole if you give it to him. Hayden Hurst don't need a hole, he just plan on running through him. Just hand it off to 28 and let him do the dash. Getting hit by BJ Hill probably feel like a car crash. Every week it seems like Lou digging deeper in his bag. And if the game on the line, all my faith and money match. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up. I'm from the city where they gotta play us. Fuck a coin flip, it's time to pay up. Don't cross the middle, 21 in the cut. We ain't hiding from nobody, run and tell them it's up.